The OCD and Anxiety Podcast by Robert James Coaching. Hello and welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Podcast, where we explore how to have a more positive relationship with anxiety disorders, taking back control so that you can start living the life you choose and not the one chosen by your fears. Hello and welcome to episode 345. I hope that you're doing very well today and if you are struggling with OCD or anxiety, you may know that you can get a free session with me to get that. You can head over to my website, robertjamescoaching.com. There you can book in directly for that free session or if you prefer, you can send me a message and uh, let me know about what you're struggling with. Now, in today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about three ways to deal with OCD in day-to-day life more effectively. And, um, you know, this is really important because we need to have um, these kind of clear ideas or plans that we have in our head um, or in our bodies, uh, which is sometimes actually more apt, so that we know uh, what to do in given situations, so that we don't just fall back into, you know, old and unhelpful kind of coping uh, styles or patterns in these tricky situations when when OCD pops up. Uh, so I think this is uh, an important episode. Um, if you uh, would like to support the podcast, we do actually now have Patreon. There's different tiers you can sign up for. If you're interested in doing that, uh, you can find the link in the show notes. And uh, if you would like to follow the podcast more, you can head over to Instagram and you can uh, you can support us there. There's also now the Facebook group. Uh, and also, one other thing is we're now on YouTube. So if you wanted to to kind of follow along on YouTube, watch the videos there, Uh, you can do that as well. So many thanks, guys. I really hope that you enjoy. And uh, off we go. Here's a uh, quote by someone called uh, Mark Cuban. Never heard of them, (laughs) but uh, I like the quote. So yeah, off we go. Expect the unexpected and always be ready. Everyone has inside them what it takes to be successful. You just have to be ready to unleash it when the opportunity presents itself. And, you know, I think this is very apt for OCD because obviously as we go through our days, um, OCD can really kind of catch us off guard a lot of the time. And um, really, that's what today's podcast is all about, is really helping you to find a way, um, you know, to be ready when you do get caught off guard, when, you know, OCD catches you out and it it kind of wants you to start ruminating, it wants you to, you know, get stuck inside your head and get caught up, caught up in your compulsions and all of that kind of stuff. You know exactly what I'm talking about here because OCD is a master at doing this. It knows how to catch you off guard and to kind of get you like stuck and in that trap, you know, performing those compulsions and feeling like you you can't kind of get out of that trap again. Only we can, but we need to have, you know, the skills or the toolbox ready for, for those moments when OCD does try to catch us out. 
you know, and this is what this uh, episode is all about. It's just focusing on three simple tools that can really help you in those uncomfortable moments to get yourself unstuck, to kind of unhook yourself um, from that very nasty fishing hook that the OCD has laid out for you. So what are these three tips you may be asking yourself? Well, the first one really is, um, you know, to, to actually come back to the present and to refocus your attention on what's going on around you. Um, and you may be thinking uh, to yourself, well, that's easier said than done. But really, this is a skill. And like anything else, the more you practice this, the easier it does get over time. And when we come into the present, when we actually come back into our bodies, rather than kind of being stuck up in our heads, things do start to improve. A big issue with OCD really is that we always uh, end up kind of problem solving Um, and problem solving very much uh, involves being stuck in our heads you know we're trying to um, to figure something out we're trying to have that certainty about the obsessions Um, and unfortunately that tends to keep us trapped in our heads and you know in order to to change that well if we say to ourselves don't think about it or really try not to feel the anxiety or we're fighting with it then of course we're just going to make that situation worse but if instead we focus more on um, acceptance commitment therapy which is very much uh, this idea of coming back to the present refocusing your attention Um, you know, trying to focus on your values. Well, actually, when we do that, we're no longer pushing things away. We're actually choosing just to adjust our focus. If you uh, think of a spotlight on a stage, when we're in OCD mode, it's like the, the spotlight has moved off the stage and has gone all the way over to the left or all the way over to the right. It's not shining on anything interesting or useful for us. Quite the opposite, you know. It, it's shining on the uh, the stagehand, um, you know, who isn't performing, who shouldn't really have the spotlight on him whatsoever. But with OCD, we do tend to focus on bizarre things that we shouldn't really be focusing on at all, um, you know, because they just tend to bring us a lot of anxiety and are completely unhelpful. And, uh, you know, you know the story here. And so, you know, being able to to practice this ability that everybody has, Um, you know, to refocus their attention is incredibly helpful as you go through your day-to-day life. And for me, it's kind of one of the the kind of techniques that I use the most is this this kind of refocusing. Um, For me, a big, big compulsion is just rumination, you know, getting stuck in my head, going around with the thoughts, going around in circles again and again, trying to have that certainty. And so I know that if I just refocus my attention onto the present, onto what's going on in front of me, and I try try to pay attention to those things, you know, with much more uh, awareness, um, try to be more aware of my body as I'm paying attention to those things. It just helps to to settle everything down. Um, I may still feel some anxiety in the background, but that's okay. You know, we don't need to get rid of the anxiety. But we do need to actually give ourselves a break from all of this problem solving. Um, You know, and this is where other tools, um, you know, might come in like postponement, for example, or other diffusion techniques where we're saying maybe to the thoughts, we're labeling the thoughts. 
Um, you know, we've explored those kind of things in other podcasts. But really, the important thing is just to find a way to come back into the present, uh, ideally using kind of mindfulness skills and refocusing more on what's going on around you. Um, and that gives you uh, an opportunity to have a break from all of that thinking. And when that happens, generally speaking, things will begin to settle down. But remember, we don't need to completely get rid of the anxiety. A, b- a big kind of tenant of acceptance commitment therapy is uh, get back into your life and bring those difficult emotions along for the ride. You know, and that's the kind of acceptance part. We're actually just saying they're allowed to be there we're allowed to be in this meeting or we're allowed to be at the wedding or with our friends or whatever activity you might be doing out on a date. And you're allowed to be doing that thing with the anxiety there in the background. We don't have to get rid of it. And often when we take that perspective, well, the anxiety starts to go down because we're no longer fighting with it so much. So that's, that's the first uh, kind of thing. Um, another technique that I find incredibly helpful is actually to kind of go into and explore the difficult emotional state. Now, this isn't something that you can do everywhere necessarily. Um, You know, if you're out somewhere, then it may be more difficult to do this. Um, But ideally, if you're at home, um, you know, what, what you would ideally do with this is, um, you know, sit down somewhere comfortable, um, somewhere where you're where you're safe, obviously, and you can meditate on the actual feeling of anxiety that you're experiencing. Um, most of the time, when you're triggered uh, by an obsession or by a thought, um, really, what's going on is underneath that, very deep down in your body, you're experiencing a lot of anxiety and a lot of resistance. Uh, to that anxiety and actually most probably you're having a kind of sympathetic nervous response where your system is really heated up and kind of overloaded and what it needs in that moment in my experience is it actually needs some attention rather than trying to distract yourself from it if you can actually go into that feeling a little bit more and pay attention a little bit more to what you're feeling in that moment, well, actually, that can really help you to process that. And sometimes that feeling does begin to go down a little bit because, again, you're not resisting it as much. So much of anxiety is about the resistance of the difficult sensations and feelings that we're having. When we actually choose to feel those things on purpose, where, you know, we kind of sit down in a kind of meditative way and we try to pinpoint where is it in the body that I'm really experiencing this anxiety? Is it in the stomach or in the the chest or in the shoulders? Is there somewhere in your body that you're holding really tight, perhaps, maybe the jaw? And can you just uh, slow everything down, take some deep breaths and then just focus on that particular area. Some people find it helpful to kind of breathe towards that place um, that they're finding that they're they're holding tightly or that that there's some discomfort. Um, Some people find it helpful to, to imagine that they're breathing in a white light into that area. And each time that they do, they're exploring it. And, uh, you know, and, and sometimes when we do this, the anxiety starts to change. It may, uh, it may lessen slightly and sometimes it may even go up a little bit. Um, but by paying attention to it, really what we're doing is we're saying to it, um, you know, you're allowed to be here. 
Um, it's okay that you're here. And by doing that, a lot of the time, the anxiety does actually begin to come down. Like I just said, you might, you may have some difficult moments with this because actually you're paying attention to it. Maybe initially it goes up a little bit, but then it may come down again. And this process of just really paying attention and not pushing away that anxiety anymore, but actually giving it your full attention begins to change the experience of the anxiety. It may still be something that is difficult there, but actually, you know, now you've gone to the door of the OCD, you've gone to the door of that discomfort, and you've kind of said to it, you know, it's okay, actually, you know, I want to experience you, I want to kind of pay attention to you. And that's a huge difference to what we normally do, which is just performing compulsions in order to get rid of those difficult emotions. Um, now, obviously, if you're out and about in your life, it may be more difficult to do that. Well, undoubtedly, it is more difficult to do that. Um, so what you can do in those situations is, is whilst you're, you know, interacting with somebody, for example, with your eyes open, it's just for 30 seconds or so, just become a bit more aware of what you're feeling rather than just trying to distract yourself from that feeling the whole time. If you can actually for 30 seconds, just try to move in a little bit closer to that feeling and just pay attention to it. And after 30 seconds of doing, uh, of doing that, then you can do the first step that I talked about before, which is obviously trying to come back to the present, trying to refocus on what's going on around you. But the difference is that now you've paid attention to what you're feeling for 30 seconds. And that may well just give you that little bit of headspace um, that you're looking for, where by paying attention to the body for those 30 seconds, you just feel a little bit calmer. It may not be perfect, but often just a little bit of a change is enough for you to feel a bit better. One caveat with, with this, though, is if your intention by, uh, by choosing to pay attention more to what you're feeling is to get rid of what you're feeling, then this probably won't work, unfortunately, with OCD. It's really frustrating, I know, but one of the things about it is whenever we get into that mindset of, I'm going to do this in order to get rid of it, um, you know, it tends to stick around even more. So just be wary of, of that, you know. We're doing this solely because we want to welcome in what we're feeling and we want to be more curious about what we're feeling because that is what acceptance really is. You know, when we can be curious about our emotional states, this is, you know, this is acceptance. And so developing that curiosity towards your emotions will really help you in learning how to kind of accept them. The final tip then for dealing with OCD in your day-to-day -day life is, you know, if you've done the, the other two steps, um, something else that I find to be very helpful, um, and, and for me, this isn't really a contradiction when it comes to acceptance, because with this technique, uh, you're still doing acceptance, but what you're going to be doing is actually trying to act as if you are already feeling the way that you want to feel. Um, and this isn't ignoring your emotions. You're still aware and you're still acknowledging to, uh, to yourself that there's some anxiety there in the background. Okay, so we don't want to push that down. We don't want to ignore that. But often when we actually just try to choose to act the way in which we want to, to kind of feel, just by doing that and getting into the moment, 
being more present, choosing to kind of put on that act, you know, for, for a few moments, it can really help us actually to, to start to feel that way. It's not uh, a perfect thing. And uh, of course, there may be challenges that come up when you take this kind of approach. But actually, you know, what this tends to do is it tends to get us moving. So often with OCD, we feel stuck. We feel like, you know, I can't do this because the anxiety is too high. I can't have this conversation or I can't do this thing or that thing, you know. And actually, sometimes we just need to kind of take a bit of a leap of faith and say, you know, I'm going to actually go and do that thing. I'm going to act as if I'm kind of feeling the way in which I, you know, really wish I was feeling. Um, I know that the anxiety is there in the background still, and I'm still going to try to accept that. But you know what? I'm, I, I still want to live my life. I still want to be out there. I still want to be, um, you know, doing my, my meaningful work or um, being present in my relationship or, you know, doing whatever thing that you really want to be doing on that particular day where the OCD keeps coming up and it keeps annoying you. And so this, this kind of uh, approach of acting as if you're, you're kind of feeling okay you know, it can really help in terms of just being a bit more in the present and actually postponing that thinking about it. So often we, we, we kind of tell ourselves the opposite, like, no, I have to kind of just think about this just a few more times and then I can start acting as if I kind of feel okay. And, you know, that again is just another way that the OCD kind of keeps us trapped. Um, really what we need and uh, would benefit from doing is to just say no as soon as possible I'm going to let go of that thinking I'm going to try to come back to the present I'm going to focus on my body if I if I need to I'm going to feel what I'm feeling for 30 seconds or so or if you're if you're at home maybe you can meditate on what you're feeling for five minutes but then you're going to get on and you're going to try to be present and you're really going to try to act as if you're feeling okay. And often when, when you do that, well, lo and behold, you do start to feel a bit better. Um, again, this is something that I use myself. It isn't necessarily uh, the exact advice that you might get from everybody, but it's something that really works for me. Um, as with all of these kinds of approaches, I always recommend to people to kind of, you know, try things and, and see what works for you with your OCD. Um, you know, and that tends to be, uh, you know, the best way, I think, for, for kind of moving forward and developing that skill set. Um, but yeah, these are three tips that have been really, really helpful for me. So I hope that they are helpful for you too. Um, yep, yeah, there we go, guys. I really hope that you enjoyed. If you have any questions whatsoever please do feel free to let me know and I will see you next time. Just a quick reminder that if you want to get a free session, all you need to do to get that is to head over to my website, www.robertjamescoaching.com and there you can leave me a message and we can arrange the uh, free session. And now just a quick reminder of my disclaimer. Any information that you view on my website Instagram page, Facebook group, or anywhere else online, or any information that you listen to on the podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a substitute for actual medical or mental health advice from a doctor, psychologist, or any other medical or mental health professional.